Fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. everybody, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here Mondays live at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or Saturdays, we broadcast at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. My guest today is a very, very interesting individual. His name is O.E. Cruiser Small, and he is the Lighthouse Chef. He has a 30-year culinary background and is the author of a uniquely new and different kind of cookbook, which will be published in the spring of 2006 called Lighthouse with a Heart, a collection of his favorite recipes together with some interesting photos of lighthouses and covered bridges and a few tricks of the trade. The new cookbook is a north-south, east-and-west marine coastal flair mixed with a French-Mediterranean fusion. Welcome, O.E. Cruiser. Thank you, Patricia. I'm so excited to be on your program today. Yeah, this is going to be great. All right, first of all, where does this lighthouse chef, where does that name come from? <laughs> well, I have always had a passion since I was very, very little with lighthouses and covered bridges. Mm. And I collect both of them uh, in every shape and form you can imagine. And um, my friends kind of labeled me the Lighthouse Chef years ago because of that. So that's kind of where the name the Lighthouse Chef came from. But how do you find, how do you blend that with cooking? Would it be more the cooking of the coast? Near the lighthouses? It, it's a lot of the cooking is, is the coast cooking. Uh, I grew up on the coast as a child and um, have lived on the coast most of my life. And uh, so most of my food is based around seafood, fish, lobster, shrimp, those kind of dishes. Mm-hmm. Although I do everything, but um, seafood is my specialty. Mm. How did you get started in the culinary business? Oh, I um, grew up with a couple of uh, very good cooks in my family. My grandmother and my aunt were both gourmet cooks, and um, I learned a lot from them. And I had a friend up in uh, New England that had a family-owned uh, restaurant business, and I used to go in and work in the kitchen with him and learned a great deal more. So that's kind of how my uh, career got started, and I've been cooking ever since. Mm. And you've been cooking for many, many years. Many years, yeah, almost uh, about 30 years now, I guess. What yeah. kind of cooking? Now, you said mostly seafood, but is it is it um, mostly kind of New England or coastal, or does it, do you blend other things as well? I blend other things as well. Um, 
the basics of it come from the from the um, New England style cooking, but uh, I kind of blend the the West South into it, and uh, it it makes for a good fusion all around. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your favorite presentation? Oh, my favorite presentation. I would have to say the Admiral. Um, and what is that? In my new cookbook, all of my um, recipes are in marine terms because of the lighthouse venue. And uh, the Admiral is a uh, crown roast of pork with a 11 tropical fruit stuffing and a 12-grain mm. wild rice base. Mm. And it is absolutely to die for. Now, would that be hard for an average person to make? It would not. It would not. Um, it just, you know, you just have to go to your store or your butcher or uh, any grocery store and have them make a special cut for you because most of the grocery stores, they cut the crown off, which is the bone part that sticks up off the crown mm-hmm. of the pork. Mm-hmm. So you have to actually ask them for a high cut mm-hmm. uh, when you have this done. Um I usually go in myself uh, where I get my meats and I cut it myself uh, so that I know it's right. But um, most butchers, if you go to a, a butcher shop, they can they can cut it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's very easy to make. I mean, it's pretty much uh, the same as making a regular crown roast of pork, except you're making a, a different type of a stuffing and a different type of a base to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people use mashed potato around the base. I like to use the wild rice. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if people, I guess my question is, you know, there are a lot of good cooks and there are a lot of people who cook because they have to and it's a lot of work. Where do you think, where do you think we go wrong, OE? I mean, in terms of either making it harder for ourselves than we need to, what, what do you find is, people need help with that might be very basic? Do we overcook things? Do we over undercook things? Do we put too many ingredients in? I mean, what do you think? Well, food is all about experimenting, and that's how a lot of great cooks are made, great chefs are made, is because they experiment. I love to experiment with food. Um, cooking for me is a stress reliever. Mm. Um, it doesn't add stress to my life. And a lot of people, I think, they get overwhelmed with the thought of cooking or they get overwhelmed because they don't know just exactly how it's going to turn out for them. Um, A lot of people try recipes and um, they may not add enough ingredients to it for it to come out right. Um, A lot of different things involved. And um, it, it it should be an enjoyable thing, not a stress thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's all in how you approach it, too. Um, I don't use a lot of cookbooks, all of my recipes or all of my own recipes because of my experimentation with with spices and herbs and, and the foods themselves. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's all in how we look about it, how we go about it, maybe, right. uh, especially around the holiday time. Well, that was my next question. Was everybody's... That so excited about the holidays, and, and they've got that on their mind, and they've got, you know, 
the family, friends coming for dinner or for lunch. Well, or I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, it's not like I haven't done this before, but I'm making Thanksgiving and I'm it, it's 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 overwhelming me. And maybe it's because I'm making six dishes, you know, that I'm doing from a cookbook. Mm-hmm. But do you have any time-saving tips, particularly around the turkey? I actually read, uh, O.E., that there is something called turkey phobia where people are afraid to make turkeys. They're afraid they're going to make a mistake. I don't know if you've heard that before. I have. I have. Um, what suggestion things, do you have? One of the things I do is I always cook my turkey the day before. Um, I half saw it in the refrigerator, and then I prepare it, and I put it in overnight, actually, and I cook it at a very low temperature. That helps it to thaw out, plus leaving it halfway frozen. I know a lot of my chef friends are probably um, cussing at me right now, but um, I just find it's a lot moister. You get a lot more moisture in the turkey if you half thaw it and then cook it overnight. And my turkey really? always come out Really? Okay, yeah. so wait a minute. So instead of the for ten or twelve pound turkey, instead of thawing it um, for the two days, you maybe thaw it for one day. I thaw it for like one day. I take it out of the I take it out of the freezer. But how do you stuff it when time. it's frozen? When it's half frozen? Well, what you do is you just run a little bit of water over it mm-hmm. to help on it, then you can take the packet of giblets out that they put in there. Right. And then you can clean it out on the inside, and then I just put it in the pan, put all my spices and herbs on there, and just throw it right in the oven, cover mm-hmm. it over with some uh, tin foil, and I put it on like 200, 225, wow. and it cooks overnight. Okay, and you cook it, um, and then what happens in the morning, early morning? Do you keep... In the morning, I take it out, I look at it, I add whatever else I'm going to add, whether it's the stuffing or vegetables around the outside oh, of it. Oh, you mean you I, don't you don't stuff it the day before? No, no. I always let it cook overnight, then I stuff it the next morning. And then you put it back in the oven. And I put it back in the oven to finish cooking, and then I, it goes up to like 375 degrees for maybe an hour. For about an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that's it. And, you know, you've got the, the biggest part of your meal right there. Well, you know, I really, I know, I, it's interesting. I talked to another chef a few years ago who talked about this, not about turkey, but cooking things very slowly. Mm-hmm. And I know when I make fish, sometimes I'll put it in under 200 for an hour, an hour and a half. Softest, softest fish you've ever seen mm-hmm. because of the slow cooking. Very interesting. Um, what about... very quickly. What about the kind of pan? Do you can you put it in a narrow pan so that, but but that you know that has the grating on it or the rack, or does it have to be a very big pan? Um, I guess it depends on your preference. I use a very big pan because I always buy a big turkey. I buy like a twenty three, twenty four pound turkey, Oof. and I always Oof. put it on a rack. Always goes on the rack, and um, that's because I want the underside to cook evenly. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like to have it real, real moist down in the bottom part, and mm-hmm. um, that helps to uh, when I will go to get the gravy and stuff out too, and the vegetables. I put a lot of vegetables around the turkey on the bottom also, uh, but I always put it on the rack. But you can use a I use stainless steel. Everything I have mm-hmm. is pretty much a stainless steel mm-hmm. that I cook with. 
Mm-hmm. But you can use porcelain. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people use porcelain. But I you could that. use a pan. Right. But you could use a pan in which the turkey just fits, and That's even right. though it, if it's deep, if it's deep enough. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. And you don't cover it now. You don't cover it with a lid. I don't. No, I just put tin foil over mm-hmm. it when I put it in overnight. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, mm-hmm. um, I leave it open, and then maybe if I see it as cooking a little bit too much on top. Um, I'll put the top of the pan on, which fits onto mine very well because it's a huge pan, but um, just barely fits in the oven. <laughs> what what other suggestions do you have for folks that are making Thanksgiving? I mean, this is going to air. This is airing today, and it will it will air after Thanksgiving also. Then we'll move on to the holidays. But stress relieving tips. Well, one of the things I like to do for Thanksgiving is. I like aromas, so I use a lot of candles, I use a lot of potpourri, I use a lot of spices, I blend a lot of spices together, put them in dishes around the house, put potpourri around the house, put candles around the house, and that gets the the air smelling really nice, and it kind of helps to ease the overwhelming part of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of a spice kind of sense? Spice sense, you know, yeah. Exactly. Pumpkin or spice or apple or uh, even vanilla I like to use. Um, I like to use fruit flavors, too, like black cherry. Um, you know, really nice scents that kind of fit in with the with the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. My guest is Owe Cruiser-Small. He's a well-known chef, a lighthouse chef. He has a 30-year culinary background. And we're going to take your questions. If you have them, we'd love to hear from you after the break at 888-335-5204. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it. VoiceAmerica.com This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. 
The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. Are you looking for an informative, entertaining show exploring today's news stories from a women's perspective? Tune in to Her Side, our take on the news with me, your host, Helen Grieco, for rants and resolutions on the issues of our time. We'll look at the top news stories and those that didn't make it to the top. We'll delve into some issues you wish you knew more about. And we'll talk about what you can do to make a difference. Join my guests and me because it's time to hear Her Side. Tune in to Her Side, our take on the news, every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And I'm always happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204, 888-335-5204. My guest is O.E. Cruiser Small. He is the Lighthouse Chef. He has a 30-year culinary background and is the author of a uniquely new and different kind of cookbook, which will be published in the spring of 2006, called Lighthouse with a Heart. Welcome back, O.E. Thank you. Okay. Now, what I want to know is what tips can you give us over the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas included? Cooking tips, tips from the chef that will make our lives easier, make our lives well, positive and easier. A couple of things I would, I would just like to suggest for people uh, is the cooling of foods and the thawing of foods. Uh, that seems to be uh, a lot of questions that people ask me. Um, Frozen foods you can can be safely thawed in several ways. Um, once you thaw them, they should be used as soon as possible uh, to keep uh, the quality and the flavor in them. Um, the best method uh, is to thaw things under refrigeration if you can. Why is that? Why is that? Bacteria. Well, bacteria. Yes. Um, if you if you let things thaw. At room temperature, a lot of people, you know, unwrap things, they leave them at room temperature. That's one of the worst things you can get because uh, that, that, you know, you get a lot of bacteria, a lot of pathogens from that. Mm-hmm. So the best mm-hmm. way is, the, and it's all of the slowest way, is through the refrigerator. Um, if you don't have time for that, you can put the food in a container under some running water at 70 degrees Fahrenheit or a little below that. Uh, Always make sure that you clean your sink and your and your containers out thoroughly, though, once you do that, especially if you're working with poultry. Uh, you can okay. also use a uh, steam sometimes will help, too, but that's a little bit hot. But um, anything that you thaw out, you should use immediately. You don't want to re-thaw it again, either, mm-hmm. uh, because that's, that's a big danger. Mm-hmm. What suggestions do you have for cooking delicious food but also healthy and light so you don't walk away from the table feeling, you know, so stuffed and uncomfortable? Well, um, a lot of people cook, uh, we mentioned this in the last session, um, cooking foods too long. 
um, vegetables, a lot of people seem to cook vegetables a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they really should be cooked so they're al dente, most of them. Um, you don't want to cook them, you know, like peas or asparagus or broccoli so that they've got a pale green color. They need to have a, a real fresh-looking color. Uh, the best way to cook them is steam them mm-hmm. for vegetables. Um, really? Yeah, that's the best way to cook vegetables is to steam them. And um, just to undercook them a little. Just cook them a little bit, you know, and uh, once you see that, the bright green colors, the bright orange colors, the carrots, you know, um, steaming is the best way, I think, anyway, to cook vegetables. Um Pretty much anything that you do for Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's pretty much all the same. Um, New Year's, you know, all of this whole holiday season blends kind of right in together. Um, mm-hmm. And I use turkeys, I use hams. Um, when I'm doing a ham, I like to put cherries and pineapples all around them. Mm-hmm. Some people uh, I've cooked for, I've done peaches and apples all around the ham, too. And I always get a spiral hand because it's probably the easiest to work with. That This would be for Christmas. For Christmas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I've cooked roast beef for people for Christmas, as well as the turkeys. I've cooked chicken. I've cooked game hens, venison. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting things. Well, and I'm not sure a lot of people are going to venture to do that, what do you think? Probably not. They, most people stick around, you know, stick with the basics, the turkey, you know, turkey and chicken, ham, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty basic for everybody, I think, for the holiday mm-hmm. season. And then the squash, the turnip, collard greens maybe down here in the south, uh, peas, a lot of people like peas, green beans. What about um, what about uh, collards? Or would you do you think that's more southern? What do you think? I think it's more of a southern dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't really see too many people up north cooking collard greens. Um, a lot of people I know use spinach. Mm-hmm. They like spinach, um, the squash, the green beans, the peas, turnips. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different things that you can do. I mean, you can you can blend so many different herbs in with the different vegetables uh-huh. to make it much more interesting uh-huh. to people. And another thing I like to do, too, and I usually do this two or three days ahead of time, is I will take butter, cream cheese, and I will blend it with different herbs and spices. Uh, I will take cream cheese and put pineapple in it or peaches or apples in it or parsley or chives. I like chives in my cream cheese. Um, you can pretty much do the same thing with butter and flavor butter up with different spices and herbs, too. Not only does it make it colorful, but it makes a great presentation, and it's very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's also about presentation, don't you think? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's also, also about, about the presentation. presentation. The quality, the flavor, the presentation, all works into it. All right, we have a couple minutes left. What about the stress of it all, OE? Um, you know, the, the planning ahead, one of the things that often happens is we're running around at the last minute and we have an awful lot to do. 
you know, we have just so much to do. Any tips? What I would suggest is if you can have your friends and family help you out and do part of the event, that makes it easier on everybody if everybody, if you give everybody a little bit of something to do to help prepare for it. Um, also, pretty basic, make yourself a list, make yourself a schedule as to when you can do things during the day, mm-hmm. whether it's two or three days ahead, one a day ahead, that morning. I usually try to do, I write myself up a schedule, I make a list of everything that I have to do, I go ahead a week ahead of time and I buy all of my food and I usually use all fresh product too. I don't use anything canned. Uh, if I have to use frozen, I do, but I like to use the fresh the fresh um, product myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I usually get that like a week ahead of time and I just go right down my list. I go right down my schedule. And it makes it a lot easier if you have a schedule and a list to go by. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier if you have your friends and your family helping you out, too. Right. If you get don't, you, together. don't you think also, too, yeah. O.E., that there are, you know, I mean, I've been looking at some recipes that are very complex. You know, you've got to separate the eggs and you have to souffle things and put them in different processes. And can't you make some really nice things that aren't quite as complicated? You can, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the cookbooks that are out there, have some pretty easy recipes in them. And like I say, it's all, food is all about experimentation. Um, experiment a little bit. After the holidays, when you have time, do some recipes up and just try them and see how they come out. Um, you know, you can take a recipe out of a book and you can have, you, you know, you can pretty much redo it any way you want. But it gives you, that gives you, a base to work from that recipe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and also too, the other part of that is being creative and adapting right. from the recipe. That's right. Yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. And do you think sometimes people are afraid to do that? I think they are because they don't know how it's going to turn out. Exactly. And they don't know how long it's going to take them. And trying something new is like opening a new door. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not sure if they want to walk through that door or not. But it's all about experimentation. Yeah. And, you know, something that I've done, and, and it actually has worked for me, and I want your comment on this. If I want to make something, a particular dish, I'll often go to three or four cookbooks, and I'll look at how they're done, and then I kind of pick the best from what I like. For example, you know, one person, one, one of the recipe might have a spice that I don't like. And then I look and see how many of those recipes have that spice or how many have the majority. And I kind of mix and match. What do you think about that idea? That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. A lot of, I believe a lot of people do that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I will do a recipe up and then if I'm not really satisfied with, you know, maybe using parsley, I'll use chives. Or I'll use arugula mm-hmm. instead of spinach. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's all about the experimentation. Um, what kind of a presentation you want it to be? Uh, what you think it's going to look like, or what you want it to look like? Um, it, it's all about the presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to O.E. Cruiser Smalls, who is the Lighthouse Chef, with 30 years of culinary background and the author of a uniquely new and different kind of cookbook, which is coming out in the spring of 2006 called Lighthouse with with a Heart. And since the show is airing live around the holidays, right before Thanksgiving, and we're we're talking about uh, holiday cooking, how to make it easier for yourself with some great tips, you can give us a call at 888-335-5204. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to voiceamerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. A touch of bullhorn truth, a dash of pop culture lesson, and a pinch of spiritual quest. Dirty Little Secrets with Mike Foster and Craig Gross is an eyebrow-raising discussion of today's hot topic issues in our cultural landscape. Two of the most engaging, if irreverent, men of the cloth to ever take religious vows presents hard-hitting interviews with special guests, call-ins, traffic and weather with Junior and Rob, and their special questions you can't ask your mama segment. Broadcasting every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, Dirty Little Secrets will shock you and school you. Move you and rock you. No matter what you think about sex, free speech, and the Almighty. Find out whether Jesus really does love porn stars as much as he loves casters. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, 
I'm so happy to be part of Voice America. We're going into year number four of our show. Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us today, Monday. We're on at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. If you're, if you're listening live, call us at 888-335-5204, or you can listen to the rebroadcast on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. We are coming up on the holidays, on Thanksgiving and then on the Christmas holiday and the New Year's. And I have a wonderful guest on. His name is O.E. Cruiser Small, who is a chef. He has a 30-year culinary background, and he is called the Lighthouse Chef. He's the author of a uniquely new and different kind of cookbook, which will be published in the spring of 2006, called Lighthouse with a Heart, a collection of his favorite recipes together with some interesting photos of lighthouses and covered bridges and a few tricks of the trade. This is a new cookbook with North, South, East, West Marine coastal flair mixed with French Mediterranean fusion. Okay. Give us some really cool tips um, that you think we need to know regarding um, your lighthouse with a heart or what you think we need to know as we come up on these holidays. Well, I'd like to share a couple of recipes uh, with everybody okay. if I could. Um, I like to make cranberry sauce for the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. And sometimes I make it throughout the year, too. And it's really simple to make. And I make the whole cranberry sauce. And what I usually do is I take four bags of cranberries, clean them all up, throw them in a pot, and I add two cups of water, and I add a cup of sugar. And I slowly cook that until the cranberries start breaking down. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep adding like a little bit of water, half, three-quarters of a cup of water, a little at a time, until they start getting their real dark red color. And you get a real nice sauce out of that. And it only takes just a little bit of time to do this. And sometimes I will take and I will add cherries to it. I will add orange rind to it to spice it up a little bit. And that makes a very good cranberry, whole cranberry dish for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm -hmm. Another thing I do is I make a relish out of pineapple, papaya, mango, and passion fruit. And I put Mm. real cranberries crushed up into this mixture. And I chop everything up really, really fine. And that makes a really nice, colorful presentation and then you can put some sprigs of parsley or some chive sprigs coming out of it. Um, or you can even use mint. Sometimes I put mint in my dishes. Mm. Mm. Another thing. So instead I, of doing straight cranberry, you add, you, you, you use different fruits. I use different fruits to blend in with it. Yep, mm-hmm. to spice it up, make it a colorful presentation for people, and it's Gives it a great flavor, very great flavor. Another thing I like to do is, like I mentioned before, is I like to put different spices and herbs in the butter or the margarine that you're using, cream cheese that you're using. I make a lot of uh, vegetable dips by using real vegetables chopped up really, really fine. Mm -hmm. And 
you, a lot of people will take soup mixes and make dips out of yeah. or dressing and make dips Oh, we're speaking of that, I want to talk to you about um, the preservatives that are often in the dry mixes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have, I've often gone to that and then I see MSG or I see um, different kinds of trans fatty acids and I just I stay away from it. I know it would be easier to use that. What comments do you have about that? Um, I don't like MSG myself. A lot of things have, have MSG in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I usually use the fresh products myself. Um, I might add pepper. But I like using the natural stuff. I like using a lot of the herbs and the spices. Mix it myself rather than buy all of these store-bought products. Uh, I'm, I'm not too into all of these chemicals that are used in the foods, uh, I don't think they're all that great for you. And um, they're certainly not, you know, they're a, to me they're a health, health risk, some of them. Um, I mean, a lot of them have to be in there to preserve the product that's in the package. But I, I like herbs and spices myself, mixing my own foods together um, and, and doing it that way. I think it's a lot healthier if you use the herbs and spices in the fresh product, in mm-hmm. the fresh food. So you really do think that you should use fresh whenever you can? Exactly. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm noticing a lot of the recipes are calling for the fresh herbs. Yeah, I don't, I don't use, uh, hardly ever use anything canned. If I really have to, I will, but I really don't like to um, because canned, just, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, Frozen is okay, but I I just prefer the fresh. Always the fresh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think most chefs do, don't you? They do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, good chefs. Good chefs. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Talk about how you can use food as you're preparing for the holidays, almost as decoration in a decorative way. How you can combine the whole presentation, the table, the setting with the food. Talk a little bit about that, Oe. Well, a lot of people have favorite dishes, have favorite dinnerware, silverware that they like to use. Um, I always like to put fresh flowers on the table to make a really good presentation. I like a lot of fruit. I put whole vegetables in dishes or trays and set those around the table as well. Um, along with the spices and the herbs. Um, I really do a table up really, really nice. Um, I don't use a lot of imitation decorations, uh, except for like the potpourri or the candles, um, which add a nice flair to a table also. Um, but when you're cooking for the holidays, you like to have a lot of different colors. And I guess that's why people pretty much stay with the squashes, the turnips, because the of the color. Because of the color. Okay, let's let's talk about that. What about people, and particularly kids, that are going, "Ugh, I don't want to eat squash. I don't want to eat turnip." I mean, I think it's delicious, but a lot of people don't. So, what suggestions do you have that are <laughs> user friendly for families? Oh, that's hard because a lot of people, you know, uh, they they don't like Brussels sprouts. They don't yes, like I, yes. Turnip, you know, right. Um, some people don't like asparagus. I happen to love asparagus and broccoli uh, because they're very good for you. Um, kids are funny. They they uh, 
a lot of times I'll put um, brown sugar, I'll put molasses in my squash, or I'll put brown sugar and honey in carrots. And sweet, sweetening things up like that, kids usually will eat it. Mm-hmm. I've found anyway. Uh, I've cooked for a lot of families, and, and I've had some kids that didn't like squash, they didn't like turnip, um, or they don't like peas. Um, I love peas, but I usually try to use a lot of honey, a lot of molasses in my cooking because that just helps flavor it up a little bit, especially the honey because honey is very good for you. Um, and uh, it, it makes it a little bit more pleasing for the kids to eat the vegetables that way. Mm. And I know when I was growing up, uh, you had to eat your peas, you had to eat your turnip, you had to eat your squash or your spinach. And um, I think a lot of it's got to do with how you were raised, uh, too, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, what your, what your family, your, your parents made you eat growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's some foods that I won't eat today because it was kind of forced on me when I was real young, but... Uh, being a chef, I pretty much eat everything today. Um, I, I don't really care for Brussels sprouts, but I'll eat them. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, kids are funny to, to get them to eat vegetables a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying to parents, if they're listening, is sweeten it up a little bit, put some things in there that they're used to, like carrots, a little bit of honey or sugar, um, kind of mix it so that, they kind of blends together. Right. Yeah. Brown sugar, molasses, honey. Good items to put with vegetables. Mm-hmm. For kids, anyway. Mm-hmm. And the grown-ups like it, too. Okay. Glazed carrots. Very good. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break, but in 30 seconds, one tip, a cooking tip, to make our lives easier. Now... I'll tell you what I do. All the pot, all the pots are out. I mean, it's a mess. <laughs> Would you say that you should be um, washing that pot every time you use it? I clean up as I go. Okay. Makes it a lot easier. That way you don't have a ton of pots, dishes at the end when you're cooking. Um, and I've always been that way. It's, it's just been easier for me to do that. And where I... Pre-plan everything, pre-plan all of the food. Um, I have all of the dishes out that I need, none that I don't need, and that way when I get through one dish, off goes the pan, gets cleaned, put away, I don't have to deal with it again. And then at the end of, end of the meal, I've only got just the table dishes to take care of. Mm-hmm. Much better. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to the Lighthouse Chef, O.E. Kuzer-Small, who has a 30-year culinary background and is the author of a uniquely new and different kind of cookbook, which will be published in the spring of 2006 called Lighthouse with a Heart. So, and what is your website? I have lighthousecoastalliterary.com. That's my promotional one, but my chef one is thelighthousechef.com. Thelighthousechef.com. All right. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back.
an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Goray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Everyone, welcome back to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin, and welcome back. The Positive Living, which has been on the air now three years, going into fourth year on Voice America. I have another Positive Living show locally where I live that is now in the air, or on the air, probably in the air, too, through the airways, uh, eight years going into year number nine. My website is raskinresources.com. Positive Living is on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Today we're talking about the holidays because the show is being aired live right before Thanksgiving. We have a great guest who is a chef, and we're talking about holiday cooking, Thanksgiving, and the holidays in general, Christmas, New Year's, and what we can do to make it easier and enjoyable for everybody. My guest is O.E. Cruiser Small. He is the Lighthouse Chef. 
O.E. Kruser has a 30-year culinary background. He's the author of a uniquely new and different kind of cookbook, which will be published in the spring of 2006, called Lighthouse with a Heart. And this is a collection of his favorite recipes. Also, um, he is a literary promotion a- agent as well, and his website is thelighthousechef.com, thelighthousechef.com. And one of the things that he does is he provides culinary consultation and personal chef services for those who may require a little help when their stress level is high and they need a boost, particularly at this holiday time. Welcome back, OE. Thank you, Patricia. All right. More tips for people who are stressed. Stressed. Oh, the holidays should be a joyous time, a fun time, not a stressful time. Um, I'm going to give another recipe, if I can, to people uh, that's really, really quick, and it's very easy, and it's absolutely delicious. It's a, it's a uh, dessert. It's called Shell, and it's actually a New England macaroon, for those who like mm. coconut macaroons. And this is really easy to prepare. You need two bags of coconut, shredded coconut. You need one can of evaporated milk. You need a pound of white chocolate, and you need two bags, two 16-ounce bags of dried cranberries. And you mix all of this together, and you cool it in the refrigerator for about an hour, let it get cold, and then you take it out, and you just take a big spoon or a soup spoon, and you just spoon out a little bit of the product, put it on a pan, ungreased pan, and you cook it for about 15 minutes, 12 to 15 minutes until Mm -hmm. they get golden brown on top, and then you take them out. And when I make them, I make them big. They're about the size of your hand when they come out, but you can can judge what size you want them to be by how much um, dough that you put on the pan, and it makes a really, really nice dessert. Another thing I do for the holidays with this is I take peppermint candy, peppermint canes or peppermint candy, crush it up really fine, and I mix the peppermint in with the coconut and the white chocolate and the cranberry. And it makes a kind of a minty flavor. I also put mint green leaves. I crush those up really fine, and I put the mint green leaves in there. And it makes a really nice, present, colorful presentation because it gives you the green and it gives you the red cranberry. Mm-hmm. And they melt in your mouth. They're absolutely delicious. Wow. And tell, what do you call them again? They're called shells. Like shells. the shells you would find on the beach. Hmm. Yep. Did you make this one up? I did. Hmm. I did. This is one of my own recipes. Hmm. Now, what are you going to do over the, what are you going to do over Thanksgiving? Are you going to make a big turkey? I do. Even though I'm by myself. Uh, unless I get called out to go cook for somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't yet, but you never know. I've had last-minute calls, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which happened to me a couple of years ago. But um, uh, usually I, I I do it up. I do the turkey. I do the stuffing. Uh, I do a tropical fruit stuffing that goes inside. Um, I do the vegetables. I do peas, and I do beans, and I do carrots, potatoes, um, I do my cranberry sauce, mm-hmm. I do my coconut macaroons, and I pig out. 
<laughs> and then you save it. Now, let's talk about leftovers. Leftovers are good. Leftovers are really good. A lot of different things you can do with the leftovers. For example? You can make turkey salad. You can make turkey soup and freeze it. You can, if you have potatoes or vegetables left over, you can blend those all together and you can make little, um, like little round um, potato veggie pancakes, which make a really nice presentation. Sometimes I will fry those up and I will mix them with either the turkey or sometimes I'll mix them with um, roast beef and I'll make a nice little presentation and put the roast beef and the turkey up on top, and I'll make a um, mango uh, star fruit dressing to go on there. Mm-hmm. Really delicious. Mm-hmm. I like to I like to work with tropical fruits a lot. Mm-hmm. I really like fruits to work with. Uh, they make a good presentation and they're very delicious to use with with your food. All right, so if people get one thing out of this interview today on holiday cooking from the Lighthouse Chef, what do you want them to get? Make the holiday a fun time. Always use fresh products. The fresher, the better. Share with everybody. Have your friends help you. Have your family help you. Um... You know, it, it needs to be a joyous time, a fun time. Everybody should be laughing and having fun. Um, and the presentation. You know, people get, I think people get a real, get really excited about the presentation, how the table looks, mm-hmm. how the food looks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... Um, so it, it's all part of it. I mean, it's all part of the whole thing. It all blends together. Yeah, it really does. Um I, you know, I like the atmosphere, I like the candles, the aroma, the, the smells of the food cooking, um, you know, people coming out and tasting different things, and I do up a lot of different appetizers for people when I'm cooking. Um, some I'll do up the day before, some I do, do the morning of, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I use a lot of chafing dishes and stuff to keep my food warm and stuff, especially the appetizers. I do a lot of warm, hot appetizers mm-hmm. uh, around the holidays, and um, it re- really makes a nice presentation. Okay. And you fill up fast, too. <laughs> That's the only wrong thing with it. You, you fill up so fast that sometimes you can't eat everything at the meal. But um, And then you can save it. So if people want to get a hold of you, they write to or they log on to thelighthousechef.com or chef at thelighthousechef.com. Email right. chef at the All right. Thank you so much, Oe, for coming on the program. Thank you. Thank you. For yeah. Me. Thank you. Stay on the line. Hello. My guest has been Oe Cruiser Small, the lighthouse chef, who has a three-year culinary background and is the author of a new cookbook coming out in the spring of 2006 called Lighthouse with a Heart, which will be a collection of his favorite recipes, together with some interesting photos of lighthouses and covered bridges and the true tricks of the trade. And also you can, again, email him at chef at thelighthousechef.com, thelighthousechef.com. Okay. Next week I'm going to talk to Mick and Sylvie Avery. They are authors and spirit mediums with a worldwide following. 
In their books and on their radio programs, they communicate with the spirit world to help us understand the nature of our existence, and they deliver insightful truths to steer us to a path of possible enlightenment, and they speak with people on the other side. You can log on to spirit-teaching.com. That would be a very interesting show. I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, and I want to tell you that it's an honor and pleasure to be with you each week and bring you such wonderful, inspirational guests through the airwaves. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.